Blog Talk Radio. In a valley, on a mountain, I beheld only God. In hardship, I saw Him by my side. In ease and well-being, I beheld only God. Like a candle, I melted. Amidst the sparks of the flames, I beheld only God. Welcome to You Are Okay with Blog Talk Radio. This is Mara. Thank you for joining us this Sunday before Father's Day. Let's listen to the words of Anael's Be Still Thy Soul. On the other line, we have Brian, who is definitely a source of light. Uh, Brian, good morning and welcome. Good morning, Mara. How are you this morning? I'm doing well, thank you. I'm glad to see you are here. I had gotten a phone call from you, but I think it's what people call a butt call, because all I could do was hear people talking in the background. So I was thinking, well... Maybe there was a message somewhere in there that I didn't uh, hang on to. You know, I I stopped listening after a while and and thought this was just an error. So when I didn't see you there this morning immediately, I thought, well, maybe there was something that didn't get picked up. (laughs) So good morning. I'm glad you're here. (laughs) Glad to be here. Thank you. And and would you please uh, start with your passage for the day? Sure. We are here only to be truly helpful. We are here to represent Christ who sent us. We do not have to worry about what to say or what to do because she who sent us will direct us. We are content 
to be wherever he wishes, knowing she goes there with us. We will be healed as we let him teach us to heal. Oh, that's always so beautiful. That that is just so beautiful. We've been doing kind of this lead-in, my friends out there, since, I don't know, uh, we've been doing this since May, so, you know, um, I think two years ago. We've been doing it a long time. Or you started in May two years ago, and you and I picked up shortly after that. I'm not sure, but it's been a long time. It's been a long time, and I think it may have been May. And I'm so appreciative to have Brian as part of the show and his dedication and also his dedication to spreading the light and, and recognizing the light within him. And um, the topic today is going to be happy talk, keep talking, happy talk. For those of you who would like to talk to us about that and your feelings on the subject that our words make a difference, please call in at 646-595-3584. But also, just keep in mind, folks, as you're out there and you're feeling the urge to call, trust that urge. There are no accidents in God's world. I like to call God love. There are no coincidences in love's world. Love didn't create any trash. So therefore, every positive thought that you have to share, every question that you are motivated to ask, are in fact questions and thoughts that should be shared now. I say positive because I think so often we forget the admonition in the book of John that in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. And so how are you using God with your words? And let's say that again differently, using the word love. How are you reflecting love with your words? In the beginning was love. Love was with love. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with love. And love was the Word. Shall we try it one more time? In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with love. And love was the Word. That's huge, huge statement. Brian is so often drawn to our attention, the significance of, of messages that are that seem so embedded but are really not embedded when you just open up the word. Like wonderful. One der full, full of love of God. Alone, all one. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with love, and the Word was love. And today is kind of a combo deal because we're going to talk about the importance of the words we use, but we're also going to talk about happy words and the fact that the words that we use to create our lives define our lives, create our lives, literally. So, Brian, good morning again. Thank you for being here. And I'm going to pass the baton a little bit to you, maybe more today than other days. I'm feeling a little bit under the weather today. I've been, uh, I think it's stress. I need to de-stress by hearing your good words. I'm I'm just, uh, have been in kind of an unexpected little trial. I'm not used to doing those things anymore. And I forget how much like gladiators attorneys are. And so I've been having a migraine since the, uh, Friday afternoon, and we go back tomorrow. So hopefully the migraine will go away, or I'm going to be sitting there with a towel wrapped around my head. So, uh, Brian, I'm going to pass and let you be the leader today, and I thank you for that. It's my pleasure. And I hope that you're feeling much better by the time the show is over this morning. I know I will be. I know I will be. I feel love in the room. Wonderful. So this morning, our topic is 
happy talk. Keep talking happy talk. And what I'd like to say about this is that the words we are speaking, but more importantly, the way we are feeling, is what is going to have an impact, an effect upon our world and upon our lives. And we are the central figure in our own lives. We all see the world from our one particular vantage point. And the way you see and experience the world is unique to you. And no one else quite sees it and experiences it the same way that you do. And so, as I just mentioned, the way we are seeing, the way we are talking, and more importantly, the way we are feeling has a direct impact upon how we experience the world. And life is about experience. So, our words, our thoughts, And more importantly, our feelings are reflected back to us by the world because of the very space in which these things are coming from, which is us. Let me say this a little more clearly. The way we are being, what we are thinking, and the words we are speaking is what we are sharing with the world. We are telling the world that this is what the world is like. And regardless of the world actually being that way, we are helping ourselves to experiencing it in that way that we have chosen through our words, through our thoughts, and through our actions. And therefore, we we begin to react to that way of seeing, to the belief that that's the way the world is. So you could say we fool ourselves. We cause ourselves to believe that the world is a certain way, even if the world is not that way. And then we react to that, that we believe it to be. And so we continue to perpetuate more and more and more of what is not the truth there. And as Mars so beautifully stated, in the beginning was the word, And the word was love. And the word was with love. This is the truth. So if we are not speaking, if we are not thinking, and more importantly, if we are not feeling in a loving way, then we are reflecting to the world. We are being and showing the world what we believe the world is. Whatever, whatever, whether it be anger, frustration, worry, fear, guilt, greed, whatever the emotion that we're feeling in that moment, we are being that because we are feeling it, because we are experiencing it. And experiencing is what life is all about. And so therefore... That is what we were choosing in that moment. That is what we were actually saying we enjoy, even if we don't truly enjoy it. There are plenty of people in this world that are quite content in their misery, and therefore they're experiencing some level of comfortability or joy, if you will, even though it's not a true joy. It is a tolerable comfortability that is really not comfortable at all. So you can see right there in that example that we can become comfortable in something that is not comfortable at all, but yet we can tolerate it. We can convince ourselves that at least I have this much joy, even if the small amount of joy that we have is hardly recognized as joy by someone else passing by with a smile on their face. And then we can look at that person from our state of unhappiness 
and say, why are you smiling? There's nothing to be happy about. But you see, that's because we're looking through our own eyes. We're twisting what we could be experiencing and what is out there to be experienced. And we make it hard on ourselves. We diminish the beauty and the love that is there for ourselves. And therefore, we respond to that way of thinking and to that feeling and the thoughts that come from that space. So as we choose to not do that to ourselves, by choosing to recognize when we are having negative thoughts, when we are having negative feelings, and when we are saying negative words, and just simply, first and foremost, and most importantly, stopping ourselves right there in that moment, no longer continuing to partake in those thoughts, those words, and those feelings, and choose a different thought, a different word, a different feeling, one that reflects more the truth and therefore helps you to see and experience more of the truth, more of the beauty, and more of the harmony, harmony that is life and is natural to you because you are naturally perfect and when I use this word perfect we might use it in the comparison to the world of being imperfect and perfect but there is no such thing as imperfect as Mara stated at the very beginning God or love or whatever you want to call it does not create and did not create and never will ever create trash. There is nothing imperfect. And if you are seeing it that way, if you are experiencing it that way, and if you are thinking that it is that way, that it is your thoughts and your feelings that is blocking you from experiencing the perfection that truly is. Absolutely, and that is so beautiful. I um, I think that um, you did, hold on, Brian. I we have a little problem on our show today, and that I can't call out from it. And I had entered into a live um, chat on that too. So talk about doing multitasking here. And so they're they're talking to me now, and. Uh, I don't know what that's all about, but we'll, we'll know in a few minutes. And I apologize, folks. But what Brian said is is a topic that is is obviously intertwined week after week with with the kinds of things that we talk about here. But it's it's about your creative power, and I think for some reason, and and I don't know why, but. Maybe it's what draws us to this human form over and over again, is that human beings are a little bit afraid of creativity. So they want to push it off or put it off onto, um, and um, I'm going to have to say thanks here. I'm sorry, this person keeps popping up in front of me. Um, and anyway, they they keep wanting to put it off on on something else, some grander, grander, huger, if there's such a word, gigantic image that is invisible. But as we look to push the creativity off away from ourselves, we also, you know, on some level, push away responsibility away from ourselves. And and so, many times our heated words are looking to find the person to blame for what's going on in our lives. Or, I think, as Brian so beautifully said, um, creating a false reality. Because really, whether we like it or not, we're all here together because we are creating 
this kinship, this relationship together. We're each one of us uh, here to do with the other what we believed we could do when we were on the other side, when we were one with God, with love. And so so we're afraid of that creativity. And, and we, we often, well, maybe not all of us, but many are afraid of that creative. And I think it may be part of the human condition. And so if you can say that God did this, God did what was good, but God also did what was bad, and we, we fact fraction out or take out, maybe fracture is the right word, we fracture out our own involvement in the process. And we don't realize in doing that that we basically create this cage for ourselves. Because in order to maintain and sustain a victim mentality that everything is somebody else's fault that's wrong and God is responsible for what's right and and we're this kind of inactive grain of sand in, in the middle of this cage being buffeted about by the forces of life. And many people take comfort in that. When Brian commented that um, they're people who take comfort in their discomfort, that was a very, um, very, very huge statement for me because my grandpa was a healer. And when I first started accepting that I was a heightened sixth sensor, I um, began feeling, I would touch people's hands, or I would be going through a mall and somebody would touch me, and I would be overwhelmed with these feelings that I didn't understand. They were totally disconnected from where I was and who I was at that moment, what I was experiencing. Sometimes they were disconnected from anything I had ever experienced in my entire life. And sometimes they were, as I began, a friend of mine once said to me, who have you been touching? And, and so we started, I started thinking about things, who had touched me, who I had touched, as I realized that I was kind of absorbing these people's feelings. And as time passed... I came to a place where I could um, let go of their feelings and I could hold them for just a brief period of time. And actually, during that time, I suspicion now that what I did was I linked with them and I supported them on an energy or an emotional level so that I became this kind of platform of peace on which they could stand and and I, I would get sometimes very deep insight into the person and I would then if they left their discomfort with me I would hand it off I would just allow it to pass through me to the other side in the meanwhile still being a very aware of this person emotionally. And as I was in that kind of linked-in phase, I came to realize that the vast majority of people took back their discomfort. They were more comfortable in their pain than they were in peace and love. But now, are we going to allow that person's view of the world to cause us to go into the cage and to box ourselves in? And I've told it innumerable times, but remember the Neil Donald Walsh story of the littlest angel. And for the benefit of those who weren't here before, because our listeners do change, just a quick synopsis of the story because it's a synopsis of life. It's a synopsis of the bargain that we're in here. 
which is that we're always going to keep our eyes on the light. That's what we agreed to do. We were always going to remember, I am that. We were always going to remember we were connected to each other. And so the littlest angel comes upon a group of angels talking, beautiful, beautiful, glistening, glorious angels who had experienced, using Brian's word, everything that life had to offer. Everything. And the little angel comes up to this group and he says, God, God, Father, Father, love, love, Mother, Mother. I want to feel what it feels like to forgive someone. Now, I want you to keep that request in the forefront of your mind as we go through this story. Because if you'll remember, one of the strongest, for those of you who are Christian, for those of you who have ever read the New Testament, one of the strongest presentations that Jesus ever gave was about loving our enemies and how easy it is to love those who are like us. So the little angel, I want to forgive. And God, love, turns and says, little angel, there's nothing to forgive here. But I want to forgive. There's nothing to forgive here, little angel. I'm sorry. And the little angel turned and walked away as as a child would, scuffing his feet, his wings falling down. This is a children's story. And a very old, wise, wise angel steps out of the crowd. Beautiful angel, glistening in the experiences that she had lived. And she says, little angel... I'll let you forgive me. And the little angel turns around. Oh, my gosh, he flies in the air. He's overjoyed and excited. And the old angel says, but I ask only one thing. And the little angel is flipping up and down and flying around. Whatever, whatever, anything, anything I will do. And the old angel calms the little angel down and gets eye contact and says, Remember who I am. I want you to remember who I am. And how much of the time as we're constructing and creating our worlds with our words, do we forget who each one of us is? Mara, you said some beautiful, beautiful things there. And then you summed it up very beautifully when you mentioned the words that Jesus spoke so long ago when he said, love thy brother as thyself. And that goes completely, perfectly in alignment with what I was just speaking about with that scenario that I placed before you with the idea that you're sitting in your own little world seeing things a certain way and someone comes along smiling and you get upset at that person for smiling because you don't feel good inside yourself and so you project yourself out there and attack this person who is having a good time might be experiencing a wonderful moment in their life, but yet you created an enemy out of this person because you are seeing things poorly. And so really, our whole topic this morning could be stated as love thy enemy as you love thyself. And you see, it's kind of like saying, doing it backwards, if you will. And I'll explain more of what I mean by that. Or it's kind of like saying, 
that you want to fake it until you make it. And again, I'll explain more of what I mean by that. Because ultimately, as I mentioned earlier, how we are experiencing ourselves inside is what we're going to reflect out into the world. So if we are feeling poor inside of ourselves, we're going to act poorly towards others. We're going to find reasons to create enemies and attack people and continue to perpetuate conflict because we are feeling conflicted within inside ourselves. Now why? Because I'm going to break this down a little bit. Why are we feeling conflicted inside of ourselves? Because, as I stated, and as Mara has stated on many, many occasions, you are perfect, whole, and complete with inside yourself. That is who you are naturally. And so, by you having thoughts, feelings, and saying words that do not reflect, that are not in alignment with who you really are, Right there, you are in conflict. But you are choosing to be in conflict with who you really are. No one else is doing that to Excuse me. No one else is doing that to you. And as Mara stated earlier, we are creative beings. And so often, we attempt, and I want to emphasize this word, attempt to say that we're not creative beings that what is happening to us, we have not created, we have not chosen, it is being done to us. And all that we are doing when we do that is fooling ourselves into believing that we were not the ones who created it and we have no power over it. But all that we have done, because we can't help but be creative beings, is created for ourselves an untrue scenario. We have fooled ourselves in believing that we have not created something that we have indeed created. And what we have created is a constant experience of giving our own power away. But really we haven't. But we believe that we have. And we are experiencing the effects of the belief in which we continue to create. So you could think of it like a puppet master. And you're putting on a play. And all of these uh, characters, all of these people in your life, if you, if you are not experiencing them perfectly, wholly, and completely, then you have created little wooden characters that you command, that you direct, and then you convince yourself that you're just watching this all happen, that you have no effect upon it, and that it is all happening to you. But no, you can't help but be a creative being. That's who you are naturally. And so, since you have forgotten that that's who you are, that that's your power, and since you have forgotten that you are perfect, whole, and complete, and all that you can do is create perfectly, wholly, and completely, and since you are not reflecting that which you really are out into the world, if you now take that quote, love thy brother as you love thyself, if we put the focus on the brother, if you will, outside of ourselves, it helps us to start to feel it within inside of ourselves. Because inside of ourselves at the moment, we're feeling conflicting. But as we make a conscious choice and we put forth a conscious effort to act lovingly towards someone else, then you see we are attempting even if we don't do it perfectly at the beginning, we are attempting to act in a loving way because you can't love someone else unless you are experiencing love. You can't give something that you don't have. And so now, by attempting, whether we do it perfectly or not, to love another, we are going to be experiencing love for ourselves. And so you see, you could say it's a backwards way or a backdoor way for coming back into who we truly are. Because love is naturally who we are. And so, that is another way that we can experience love. We can also experience our natural love of who we really are by simply going within and letting go 
of all of the games that we have created for ourselves, that we have created for ourselves, and come back into full and complete contact with the truth. So in other words, every moment there's an opportunity for you to recognize once again and experience fully once again the truth of who you really are the moment you start to choose for it. And until you start to choose for it, you will experience whatever it is that you're choosing for. And there's only two choices to make. To be in alignment with love or to stand in opposition of love. And in each and every moment, that's your choice. And whichever one you're choosing, you're creating for yourself and perpetuating for yourself. So to set yourself free, you make a new choice and you allow yourself to become it and become aligned with it once again. And then freedom, peace, love, and joy will be yours eternally, forever and forevermore. Absolutely. Beautifully said. Beautifully, beautifully said. Uh, and we are in... Um, it is it is such a, a simple, simple reality, and I think we all live it and we see it periodically when uh, those times when I sometimes hear people say, well, I took the high road. And you know what? They feel good about having chosen and taken the high road, and they should. That's a good thing to feel good about, having taken the high road. And I guess the challenge for today in our program is we're saying aim for the high road all the time. And as Brian said, if you don't make it, fine. Keep trying. Keep keep picking up and moving forward with the high road. And um, I am going to ask you, Brian, if you could lead us in a meditation uh, about the high road. And friends, I apologize that I, uh, I, I think I've said all that love wanted me to say today in any event, but um, I hope that I've made sense because my head is is pounding, and it interested me as I was listening to Brian. I thought how much of of this pounding is arising from my having assumed a role that is contrary to the role I want to be, and and the challenge that Brian has put in my life for today. It is that when I go back into the courtroom tomorrow, I'm not going to look at the other attorneys there as my adversaries, as each one of us gladiators aiming to spear the other's heart. I'm going to instead readjust my focus to hoping that the best thing that can happen for the parties involved does happen. And have myself just be a part of the formula instead of part of the chaos in the courtroom. Because this this has been a chaotic time. I will tell you, I, I've never quite seen attorneys fighting so much amongst themselves. and And I fell into that. And so it interested me that the word, the message for today, happy talk, keep talking, happy talk, um, came to me as the topic we should do, and I know that it did because of the wisdom that Brian has shared today and, and the creative component of it. And so I'm about to do an attitude adjustment, I think people would say. So, Brian, with that... I'm going to play, uh, we, we, we do have about 20 minutes, and I suspicion that may well mean that um, we'll talk a little bit after you finish the meditation. Or if you're still going, I'll just put on a separate, a second piece of music. For right now, I'm going to put on Meditation Station Pool of the Soul. And I thank you so much. It's my pleasure. And I thank you so much, Mara, for this opportunity and for the wonderful words that you continue to share. For the words that you just shared with us now 
and the insight that you received and your willingness to speak of it out loud. And the way you said it was so perfect that I need not modify it or change it in any way, but simply to reflect upon it and to see that so often, because of our way of seeing, because we are experiencing conflict with inside of ourselves, that we take on this idea that conflict is the way, that trying to get all that we can beyond our own fair share to somehow win a battle, to somehow take from someone else so that they have less, so that they experience less of their own good and less of what they actually deserve. We make life so often a battle for trying to have more than someone else. Even if we don't need it, we still want it just so we can stand above the other one and say, I have more than you. And this is merely a reflection of how we are missing inside of ourselves a piece of something. And that one piece that is missing is the piece of our soul. So as we consciously now choose to relax, to be at peace consciously, we find ourselves joining back with this missing piece and therefore experiencing our wholeness and our perfection once again. So I ask you now to join me in this space of peace, taking time out of your day to reflect upon the truth of who you really are. I encourage you close your eyes and allow yourself to breathe slowly and deeply. Allow yourself in this moment to relax completely with each breath that you breathe in. Feel yourself being filled up with a beautiful light, a beautiful energy of love. And as you breathe out, feel yourself letting go of all the fear and all the conflict, all the hatred and all the worry. Allow yourself to let go of these things and feel the peace welling up within you as you release these unnatural things that inhibit the experience of the truth of who you really are. Make this your focus now. Do not focus on any other place or experience. If any other thought comes to your mind that tries to distract you from this experience of breathing fully and deeply, receiving the light of love with each breath, and releasing conflict and fear with each exhalation. Keeping this your focus, you find yourself feeling more and more peace, more and more love, and you experience more and more of the truth who you really are. And just this experience alone, taking this time now to connect with this space and this experience 
what's inside of ourselves. We are helping and causing ourselves to reflect and act in a more loving way by merely releasing some of those experiences that do not reflect the truth. And as Mara stated earlier, others might come into your experience to help you to release these things. And they might be successful in helping you release them to them. But the moment that person leaves your experience, Unless you truly want it, you will fall back into your old habits, your old way of being. So by taking this time now to consciously choose for yourself to let go, because I am not here to take anything from you, even if it is your own creation of discomfort and conflict. I'm merely here to help to show you that you can make a new choice. One that is truly more joyful, more peaceful, and more desirable. But you must choose to release it, for I am not here to take it from you, for if I were to take it from you, you would feel as though you were robbed, that I had stolen from you. It is only in your conscious willingness to finally release yourself from the experience of imprisonment that you yourself have created for yourself and therefore creating for yourself a new experience. But the new experience that becomes created by the release of you consciously choosing to let go of the imprisonment that you've created for yourself is who you really are, is natural to you. And that has already been created. And that will remain created for eternity. And therefore, by you consciously choosing to come back into alignment through your breath and through the release of the things that hold you back from the truth of who you really are, you come back into alignment with the beauty and the love of your natural self. And from that space, every thought, every word, and every action reflects nothing but the absolute truth of who you really are. And therefore, you create for yourself a life of love, of peace, and of joy. And this is what it means to be a creator, a true creator, only creating more of what you truly are. To create an opposition of who you really are. There's no creation at all, but merely a fantasy taking place in your own mind. For to look upon the kingdom of heaven and to see it as a hellish experience is to create for yourself 
a hellish experience out of, hell, out of a heavenly existence. The heavenly existence is the truth, is the reality that is going on in each and every moment. And the hellish experience that you are having you have created for yourself and you continue to sustain by your constant choice to partake actions words and thoughts that do, that do not reflect and are not in alignment with the heavenly experience taking place within you and all around you each moment. So by taking the time, as we are doing now, to let go and to relax into the beauty and harmony of who you really are, letting go of everything that blocks you from experiencing your joy, that blocks you from experiencing your peace that holds you back from experiencing the love of life in each and every moment as you consciously choose to let these things go to relax in moments and to rejoin truth once again you find yourself Experiencing the beauty and harmony. Life. So let yourself go in this moment now. Fully and completely. Do not try too hard. For the harder you try, the harder you make it for yourself. Because peace and harmony is natural to you. The only thing you have to let go of are the things that distract you from this space. That is an easy thing to do. When you are attempting to be at peace and a thought of anger and hatred a thought that there is something out of place, something amiss, comes to your mind. Choose consciously to no longer give it any power. Tell yourself that that thought is one that I have created for myself that does not reflect the truth. No longer Give that thought any more power. Let it go. And instead choose to connect with the truth of who you really are. Knowing that everything is eternally perfect, whole, and complete. And anything that does not reflect that does not speak the truth. And as we begin to recognize this, as we begin to choose this, we begin to see that no thought, no word, and no action holds any power upon us unless we choose to empower it. If you were walking down the street and saw someone beating someone up and you didn't partake in beating that same person up, then that action would not be reflected by you. If you were walking down the street 
and heard someone cussing someone else out. And you did not go over there and join them in cussing that person out. Those words would have no impact upon you. If you thought to yourself that everything is wrong, because you saw over there something happening that was wrong, but you chose to no longer give it any power, to say that there is nothing wrong there, that I'm only seeing it that way because I'm confused in this moment. And you let that thought go and you allow it to be replaced with a new thought. Then your actions and words would be changed and reflected upon this new thought that you are connecting with. You are at the center, at the source of every experience that you have. And in each and every moment, there are two choices to, to be made. Choosing for the truth and the peace, or choosing for the lie and the conflict. Whichever one you choose, you will strengthen in your experience and in your world. And if you have chosen to strengthen, perpetuate conflict, then you have no one to blame. And you can't truly blame yourself for you have chosen for it. So the moment that you notice <coughs> that you have chosen for something <coughs> does not reflect the truth of who you really are. You do not need to feel shame or guilt for your choice. All you need to do is simply consciously make a new choice to start over to let that one go and to choose again consciously peace love and joy the more you do this the more peace love and joy you will you will begin to experience it is as simple as that and all you can do is take one step at a time one moment at a time. So don't feel that you have to do it perfectly in each moment. Just notice when you don't. And in that very moment, choose again. As you continue to do this, you will find it becoming easier and easier and easier for you to choose for peace. It is really that simple really that joyful, truly that fulfilling. Thank you, Brian. That was beautiful. Dear friends who are listening out there, remember that in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with love, and the Word was love. Said another way, in the beginning was the Word. And love, what in the beginning was love, and love was with God. In the beginning was love, and love was love. I encourage you to adjust your thinking and start thinking about love as God and your words as love. Brian, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, we send you all good wishes, and next week um, is Father's Day, and we look forward to talking to you then, too. Peace be with all of you. Peace be with you all in each moment.
नमस्ते थैंक यू ब्रायन